Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, okay. What's going on, everybody? It is Brennan Tassif welcoming you in to Cheers from the Press Box. I'm joined this week, as always, by my co-host, the beanie boy himself, Joe Dorville. What's going on, man? What's going on? I see you're better than me again. I forgot you last <laughs> week. You did not forget me. I did not forget you. We've got, if you're new to the show, give you a quick rundown of the show. We're going to start off with the kickoff, so the biggest topics and all the biggest sports. Uh, from there, we're going to go to the quick hits, which is going to be a short uh, roundtable discussion quickly with Joe and I about some quickly. other um, some other topics in the sports world. We will then go to the walk off, which is a short essay portion. Mine's a little long today. Going to cry. And then mm, the press conference to, to round it all out. But we're going to start this week the same way we do every week with the kickoff. Joe. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Joe, I don't know if you know this, but this entire month is going to be moving Playoff forward. Playoff central. <laughs> a ball month, not oh, a ball night. Ball, ball night. Month. Ball month, punk month. We got a lot of lot going yeah, on. Yeah, we have on. a lot. Uh, of course, we're going to get to the NBA first. Lots of craziness happening. Uh, we're going to break this down like uh, now that we're in the playoffs like we did with uh, the NFL. So we're going to yeah. do a few games we're going to touch on, go in depth with. And then we're just going to do a one more round for the other games. Uh, first, let's start the in the east. Of one, because we both round. live in the east. Even though you cheer for a team in the west, but oh, we're gonna start oh, with oh, the you east. Get a little ahead of yourself, there, buddy. There was a play-in tournament. Oh, excuse there was me, a play-in tournament. I forgot. It's been. This is the crazy thing about the new schedule. It's only been a week since we've recorded, and they know. Been, so much has happened. <laughs> four monumental shifts as far <laughs> as the NBA. So much has happened. Um, so the playing tournament, let's, let's, let's wrap it real quick uh, so we can get to the meat of the bone, the meat on the bone. And I'm never good at these idioms. Um, so we and you were roundly mistaken. The Celtics were able to get their heads out of their asses and yeah, beat they, the Wizards. I remember I sent you a, a message on Discord. I was like, where the fuck was this team? <laughs> Jason Tatum decided to drop 50 um, yep. and they beat the Zardos. We, I was wrong. Uh, thought the Hornets would beat the Pacers because the Pacers had 30 injuries, but the Pacers pulled it out to play the Wizards and the Wizards roundly disciplined those Pacers and uh, whooped their ass again to the playing game. So we got the two teams in, right? We just got the order wrong. Yeah. And on the West Coast, um, I 100% nailed it. Yeah, you did. I 100% nailed it. Just the way that LeBron Golden State nailed game that was a shot. lot closer than we thought it was going to be, though. Just like LeBron nailed that shot into three rims, the fucking <laughs> bullshit he's trying to get off. Um did you so, see what Dan Levitard retweeted that out of bounds thing? 
where they cut LeBron like writhing on the ground and made it like it cut it into an into Oscar, Oscar ceremony. Yeah, I did see yeah, that. Yeah, dude, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was very good. Um, I actually just saw that this morning. But um, and I, I'm pretty sure I properly predicted what the final exchange between LeBron and Steph Curry was because as they were going off the court, LeBron was like, "My eyes, my eyes," and Steph Curry was like, "Get the fuck out of here, man!" Yeah, get the. <laughs> I couldn't um, even see. Get the fuck get out the of fuck here. Get the fuck out of here. That nonsense. Couldn't see. But um, so then the Warriors we, go into the. Oh. No, I was just going to say on the Warriors in the Memphis situation, this is yes. something that we weren't able to discuss on the show. And I had said I thought Golden State would beat Memphis. I want to make this very clear. After that game against the Lakers, it was obvious Golden State had nothing left in the tank. So mm. had we done a show midweek, wow, I would have retracted that. Hedging his bets. But <laughs> I'm just saying, that was a crazy game. It was um, a fantastic I, I, game. Yeah, I, it was... Steph put that team on his back. And then going into that Memphis game, after the fact, I was kind of like, okay, that they, they might have given it all they had. Yeah. So as Brendan is alluding to, Memphis played the Warriors. Memphis won, as I confidently predicted last week. You did. I said that I believe Memphis will win. They're the younger upstart team. They have a lot of defense, a lot of length, and they will give the Warriors fits. Brennan said his heart is saying the Warriors, but his head is saying Memphis. So he's going to go with his heart over his head because he wants to see Steph Curry uh, play in the playoffs because, you know, you want to see the stars. I thought it would be insane with, and then everyone going, well, Steph Curry. I mean, I don't know if Utah can hang with Steph Curry. And it's like, come on, guys. They're playing eight seed. Like, chill. Yeah. But, you know, I was right. Brennan was wrong. That's how it's yes. phrased that's at the end of the day. That's how it goes. Now, let's that's get why to I'm the pipping f- in your Jordan. You know, that's why you got to carry me some days, man. Um, <laughs> so now to the actual playoffs. Yes. Now let's get into the playoffs. Let's start in the East. Um, Milwaukee, Miami. This was the series last year that turned everything around for Miami, that Milwaukee was no longer the juggernaut we thought they were. They were all hype. That's all the narratives that came after the series last year. So this year, it was a big monkey they had to get off their back for Milwaukee. Um, And I didn't think the addition of Holiday would have been that important. But that guy can play some defense. That guy plays a lot of great defense, man. I've been saying this. Once they got him, I was like, this is the change they need in that locker room. Another yeah. guy who could one hold the ball and distribute so Giannis doesn't get all the pressure. Two, this guy plays great defense. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's weird because we talked about it too with Miami. Um, we were talking about how Hero and Robinson and those guys weren't playing as well um until kind of the latter end of the season. The last couple of weeks they've been playing better. So they they gave Milwaukee some fits. I mean, it went into overtime. Milwaukee only won it by two, so it's not like they ran away with it in overtime. So this is still a a close series, but I think had Milwaukee lost that game, they would have gone into a tailspin. Yeah, potentially. Um, Yeah, no, it was a really good, highly contested game. Like you said, went to OT, won on a game-winning shot by Middleton. Um, Butler, now we've got playoff Dragic. Yeah, Butler, Giannis, and uh, Bam didn't put up numbers like everyone thought. This this game, this series is going to be way more defensive than... Uh, some of these other series that are hitting like 110, 120 and whatnot. Uh, if they barely got to 100, if not for overtime. Uh, yeah, and they played they in overtime and they only, it was only 107, 109. So, yeah. Um, no, I, I, like I said last week, I like the Bucks to win this series. I don't think Miami has the same 
stuff they had last year uh, to get them through this series. Um, and I think Milwaukee's just the better team at the end of the day. Yeah, I think Milwaukee on paper is the better team. Um, and on the I court. With you. Mm. Yeah, I, I just... <laughs> I don't know. There's something weird in the back of my head after what you're just scared it's of Jimmy, like, man. You're just scared. Yeah, of Jimmy. I'm scared of buckets, <laughs> but this happened last year. They were the better team last year. They had the better. They had the best record, the best point differential. They had the best player on the court hey, and they man. still lost. I mean, sometimes, sometimes it takes getting punched in the mouth for you to figure out what you need to do. Yeah, that's true. No, you're absolutely right. Speaking of punched in the mouth. Ooh. My embarrassing Boston Celtics, who actually played well in that playing game. I thought, okay, we're turning it around. Tatum dropped 50. Here we go. Going up against the buzzsaw, that is the Brooklyn Nets. Um, didn't even get to 100 points. Celtics lose 93-104. And the craziest part about this whole thing is Durant, Irving, and Harden, the big three of Brooklyn, did not play well in the first half. No, And I mean, Boston led most of the first half, but... Once they got into the second half, the whole Game thing over. turned around. <laughs> yeah, Game it was over. Game it was over, almost like man. they went into the locker room and they were like, "Hey guys, uh, what are we doing? Let's let's They're play." Like, hey, you know we should probably try to play basketball, guys. I don't know. I don't know if you're. Yeah, they were on eight today. of twenty-four from three and still won the game. Yeah, no. Um, the reason was because now I don't want to say good defense because they're not defensively good. Um, I just want to say poor offense uh, by the Celtics. Yeah. Jason yep. Tatum, I swear there was like 20 minutes of real lifetime, not game time, but 20 minutes where I, I swore he didn't take a shot. He just stopped six, shooting in the second half. Only <laughs> had 20 shots and he was 6 of 20. And then I felt like there was a 20-minute stretch where Kemba Walker couldn't make a shot and Marcus Smart. There was like 20 minutes of real life where Marcus Smart was the greatest player in Boston Celtics history. He was the only yep. person playing defense. He was the only person taking shots. I was like, what am I? What, what just happened here? I also think it's bananas how um, whenever the, I, I mean, obviously his fellow teammates and former teammates love Kyrie Irving. Yeah. But after the roller coaster ride that he put Boston through, every time they play each other, they're always like dapping him up and helping him up. I was like, what if Kemba Walker, and I know he won't do this because he's a super nice guy, but what if Kemba Walker just walked up and punched him in the mouth like at the <laughs> beginning of the, you know what I mean? Just walked up and like, boom. And then mm -hmm. obviously he'd get ejected, but like, yeah. Maybe take a little something from the Boston Bruins, which we'll talk about later when in their series, oh, like maybe maybe get a little fire in your belly because this Boston team, I've been saying it for weeks, is just too nice. They're soft. They're just yeah. too nice. And I so I don't soft, think but they're, they're definitely Play-Doh. They're very malleable. Uh, yeah. You could poke them, prod them. You can mess with them. They don't really Not have a lot mention, of pushback. The resurgence. I know we've talked about it before. The resurgence of Blake Griffin. It's so crazy. Once you get on a good team, how you're like, oh, I'm not washed up. I just wasn't playing well. <laughs> I'll turn it on. And then Joe Harris shooting out of his mind like Jeez. this. We do it every year. Um, we did it last year with Hero and Robinson. Whenever there's a team that makes uh, a run, you start to notice some of the role players and they kind of get overblown, I would say. But I think this Brooklyn team is, like I said at the beginning of the segment, a buzzsaw. A buzzsaw. Yeah. I mean, and Blake didn't even have like, his impact wasn't even offensive. It was purely defensive. Like he was yep. checking all their guys, basically one through five, 
Um, if I would have told you five years ago, Blake Griffin's going to be on a championship team known for his defense, what would you have said? Um, well, I'd say, who's the championship team? This team hasn't won the championship yet. <laughs> Brennan, right. don't get ahead of yourself. It's one game, all right? Ah, that's true. That's one true. game. And they still need to that's, figure out a lot, but they're thankfully for them, they're up against a team that can't figure out anything right about now. Um, yeah. Jalen Brown it, it, being out also is huge in this series. Well, And you know Boston punted on the season when they told Jalen to get the surgery. He could have played hurt yeah. into the playoffs, but they were like, no, get the surgery so that way you're ready for next season. Like, there's... The, you could tell they they had already or punted ready on the to season. get traded. Ooh. 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 A little foreshadowing. Heard it here first. So, we're going to do... um. Never we're going to go another uh, one more round style. Alright. I thought you were doing that thing where you were talking under me like you did last <laughs> no, 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 no. So, real quick... He's got the sounder and everything. My got man. the sounder back. I started right, from Greg. Um, Atlanta and New York Knicks, the Knickerbockers. The Knickerbockers. Um, yeah, four or five matchup, closely contested game. Um, Russell didn't play well, um, even though he'd been playing Russell? well. This is the second time you said Russell. It's I'm Randall. sorry, I didn't. Randall. <laughs> Randall did not play well. Why did I say Russell? I let it slide through the pre pro I was like, it's going to make for Why a great moment. Why would you moment. have corrected me then? <laughs> Randall, Russell, Randall, Randall didn't play well. Yes, Rand, Julius Randall did not play well. I think he only had like 17 points. Um, the That's why I said from Russell, because his first name is Julius. I knew Julius. there was an S in there somewhere. Oh, okay. I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? Um, I knew there was an S in there somewhere. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. Orange it's Julius was not good enough to <laughs> get them the W. <laughs> so he's been playing really well all year too. We talked about maybe him being a, a dark horse in the MVP conversation. Been. I've never said I have these been. words. I have been. <laughs> but then, yeah, um, Trey Young. Apologies to Trey Young. I'm gonna have to be like Michael Wilbon on this. Ice I thought he game. was gonna be a a flashy uh, offensive only player. I still think it's. I still think Luka Doncic, which we'll get to later, is gonna be a transcendent player. But Trey Young's shown everybody like hey i'm more than just a uh, uh hog the ball um use high usage shooter, rate three-point shooter yeah yeah no he, he's able to spread the ball around and get a lot of his teammates involved also they have a lot of good teammates to get involved uh it's a yep. young team but they got a lot there with john collins kevin herter they brought in one of the bogdanoviches of the 18 bogdanoviches um and Danello, this was in the garden. So yeah, in the garden, um, he got the silence crowd. Dagger three, yeah. Uh, told Spike Lee to go sit down and make another film. Get the yeah. f- out of here. I don't know why I decided to sense myself there. But, yeah, um, that was odd. <laughs> Maybe because I was talking to Spike. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> but yeah, Atlanta takes the first game on the road. Boom. Not used to one more round anymore. Yeah, I didn't. I paused because I was like, is he going to do the center in between all of them? Um, All right. Philly, Washington. This one's going to be quick. Philly wins this game. uh, Hard fought battle with Washington. But um, Philly, even though they're my squad, I've been calling it all year. uh, They don't look right. They definitely don't look right. And it's one of those things where Washington has Beal and Westbrook, but Westbrook hasn't been 100 percent. So I obviously I think Philly's going to win this series. I've got Philly's going to the finals, but. They need to figure something out because just as a team, it doesn't look like they're it's weird. It almost seems like there's a disconnect, like we always talk about with Embiid and Simmons, but it, it's never more glaring than it is right now. Um, 
two things. I think that is one probably largely due to like seven days off, basically. That's um, true. So you got to get back into a rhythm. And second of all, I love that. This is the conundrum that is Brennan, folks. <laughs> one segment ago. Did you think Blake Griffin would be a defensive key on a championship team? And the next segment, yeah, I got Philly going to the, I got Philly going I, to the fight. I'm talking about, okay, so a a little clarification. The world, the world has Brooklyn winning this championship. Okay, okay. I personally have Philly. I was like, what is happening? How many teams you got winning in the finals? No, I, no, I, everyone knows you know, I do not like Brooklyn. It's, it's I don't like West. It's not top teams. Yeah, it's just it's not one versus two. I don't like Brooklyn. Uh, you can listen to my podcast on my other show with uh, Jake head, where we talk about how uh, he's a huge Brooklyn fan. I'm not a fan of what they've done. Um, but I, what I, that was in reference to everyone else already crowning them before the end of the season. But okay. I got Philly. You know Philly's my squad. Ben Simmons. Just what's checking. up? Just checking. All right. Now we're going out west. West. Brennan. Game you, of the week. Game of the week. Is it game of the week? Brennan, you had posed this question to me last week, and I think I answered incorrectly now. You asked me, would the Phoenix Sun rather play the Lakers early or late? And I believe I said late. Yes. I I said, you know what I, I said? Late? You did say late. Do you I know what late? I said? What did you say, Brennan? I said early. Mm. Phoenix beating the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm. Everyone said it was a horrific matchup. And it is on paper. It's a terrible matchup for the Phoenix Suns. They People thought they were going to get rolled. But uh, Chris Paul playing on an injured shoulder came out and said, oh, Au contraire, mon frere. <laughs> um, Phoenix beating LA uh, 99 to 90. Devin Booker, 34 points. LeBron James only with 18. I guess my man's still having some trouble with that eye injury. That, um, or the leg. Or the hard fall he took. Oh, yeah. The hard. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, but this was a great game. Uh, really enjoyed the fact that Phoenix did that. Almost like that old school Phoenix, like run and gun. What is it? Seven second offense kind of seven thing. Second I mean, yeah, it wasn't the same, but I was watching. I was at a wedding and um, they had a TV on in the background. So I was watching this game on the TV and the way Phoenix was you just now kiss the bride. Devin Booker. Yeah. <laughs> the way Phoenix was going. It was it was it was great to see. And I. As someone who always roots for the underdog, the whole Chris Paul saga and his career, I, I was so happy to see it. You know, going up against the juggernaut that is LeBron and Anthony Davis. Funny thing about Chris Paul, so I have completely changed my tune on Chris Paul. At one point, I thought Chris Paul was overrated. Couldn't? Oh my god, me too. I was like, couldn't do, couldn't get his team out of the first round. Yeah, uh, when he got to the Clippers, couldn't get them past the second round. This guy is overblown, overhyped. Um. And I, I obviously I think it was uh, that year, that one year with the Rockets, where he was obviously the better player uh, between him and James. And if not They're for a hamstring the injury, injury away yeah, from taking down say, if a not dynasty, for him getting the injury, I think yep. they would have beat the Warriors. And I, that's about when I changed my tune. And then last year, what he did with OKC and yeah, compound and that with this year with Phoenix, it's like, oh yeah, he really. It's crazy I'm, I'm to sorry, see some sir. of the teams he's mm-hmm. been on and how he's an instant turnaround. Yeah, like as soon as he gets it, 
As soon as he gets there, he's the battery in the back of this whole yep, system. Exact, oh, it's, <laughs> and, and like you said, I completely agree with you. I know we joke around a lot about us being the same person. I completely agree with you. Everyone's like CP3 at the beginning of his career and stuff. And I was just like, especially when he was in New Orleans and then went yeah. to LA. I was like, this dude, like he's arguing with everybody. He's always fighting with his teammates. Like this guy's overrated. Like he's not even that like he's just a great passer. Like he can't yeah. score at will. And like I had all these negative things to say about him. But then to see what he did in Houston, and then okay, like you said, OKC, what he's doing this year in Phoenix. Tony, we joke about it all the time. Tony Kornheiser always says Phoenix is two years away from being two years away. Yeah. Then Chris Paul showed up, and, and they were the there. number two team <laughs> in the West, and they're instantly there. Yeah, so, so I have a lot of love for him. I think LA will still win this series. Uh, again, this is a contrary heart head thing. I think LA will win the series, but God, it would be so great to see Phoenix do a similar situation that your Denver Nuggets did last year to the Clippers and just be like, we don't give a shit what anybody's saying. We're going to, we're here to play and then winning this series. Speaking of your well, Denver Nuggets. That is what we call a segue, folks. Uh, Brennan just teed me up to talk about, Brennan loves talking about my heartbreaks. Um, he doesn't have any actual teams that are good. <laughs> so he just keeps bringing up my heartbreaks with my teams that are good. So the Denver Nuggets played against the Portland Trailblazers. And um, this game, you can say this game ended in the in the first half. Um, first quarter? First half. Because <laughs> now it was close all game. Yeah, it was. It was close all game. The third quarter was really where it broke out. Uh, Dame went for something ridiculous, but in the first quarter, one Carmelo Anthony makes his way onto the court, former Denver Nugget, and the crowd of like twenty five to forty percent capacity decides to boo. Ooh, <clears throat> they decide to boo the legend, the scoring god that is Carmelo Anthony. And you know what he did, Brennan? Uh, I'm assuming he wasn't very happy about it. Maybe he went turned off. back the hands of time. Yep. He went off for 15 in the first half. I don't know if, how many times he's done that all season. And that just allowed Dame to lie in wait until the third quarter where then he was able to torch us. Um, Jokic looked fantastic, but they cut off all his passing lanes. So he was primarily a scorer. He couldn't get any uh, playmaking in there. Uh, Michael Porter, even though he ended up having a good game. He could have had a better game if he didn't rush some shots. Um, in that third quarter run, he, he just started catching and shooting immediately. He wasn't patient, wasn't letting anything come to him. Um, he hadn't had a couple balls come his way, so he, he started just gunning, uh, unlike he was in the first half. So I think, you know, game one, get the toes wet, figure how – Figure out rotations, especially being in the playoffs without Jamal, like la unlike last year. Um, I still think we can win this, but it's not going to be an easy series. It, it never is when you're playing Dame Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers, yeah. Terry Stotts and them boys. Um, yeah, you know what time it is, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and Dame boy, time. Boy, was it Dame time around eleven forty-five the other day? Yep. Jesus, H. He just went off. He had a three to three. end the third quarter that I was like, no way, no. Oh, come on. Dude, he was doing that thing where, and I, I, I am so amazed when he does this, where he crosses half court and then pulls up and you're like, no, like that's too yeah. far away. Yeah. And then he drains it and you're like, the fuck is happening? He comes across half court, 
two people show one drops back and then he immediately shoots it. It's like, come yeah. on, seriously. Cause they're like, he's not going to shoot from there. Yeah. They're like, I'm just showing because you know, the other person's here, just going to do a quick flash, turn around and boom, balls boom. in the net. It's insane. Um, one more round. Here we go. Speaking of <laughs> yeah. insanity. Uh, I think I had this. I believe I had this Utah peaked too early. Oh my gosh. Memphis, the eighth seed after a hard-fought battle with Golden State in the playoff game, takes down the juggernaut that is the Utah Jazz. Yes. Um, great game. Watched all of it. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I'm not going to sit on this day peak too early fence with you, but um, Donovan Mitchell is still not able to play because of it. At what point spring. is not too early? We're in the playoffs. Yeah, I know. I know. They're the number one seed in the Western Conference. It's not too early. But um, Donovan yeah, Mitchell is still lose, out. They just lose. It's not because they Obviously. beat too early. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, I mean, if if you want to go down the they peak too early lane, um, they were well below their uh, I hate when I do the uhs and ums. They're well below their season average of uh, damn it, season average of three point percentage and three pointers made. This was the team that was number one in threes, basically, and they were well under that uh, Mendoza line for themselves. And that allowed Memphis to attack the basket ferociously. And Dylan Brooks cleaned up. John Morant cleaned up. And they don't have the defenders for those two guards. Uh, Mike Conley, old, old. By the way, you're talking about All Star Mike Conley. Yeah, I, was, I still stand on he should not have made the All Star game. Trey Young would have well, been a better Memphis addition. Has, Memphis would have been a better addition. Not only are they younger and more athletic, but they have the better defense. They play better defense. Um, I mean, they've got Gobert on Utah, but yeah, I just I think say the stats will bear out team, that. as a team yeah. defense. I think okay. uh, overall uh, as a team, statistically. Statistically, the Jazz are a top five defense and a top five offense. Are they really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did not look like it when they played Memphis. Yeah, it did not look like it last night. Even though, I mean, yeah. they, they were down big and they were able to crawl back, but I think that was more due to Memphis's inexperience. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Memphis ends up taking the series. If Donovan, wow. Mitchell, if Donovan Mitchell doesn't come back in time, if he's not back by game two, if he comes back game three, game three or four. You, if he's not back by game three, would you say that Utah... Peak too early? <laughs> I'd say they peaked too early without Donovan. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, Memphis, Memphis is a very uh fun, exciting young team, and there's nothing but upside for these guys going forward. Beautiful. One more round. Now, Joe, you actually gave me a perfect segue. You mentioned how Utah is a top three point shooting team. Well, you know who the number one three point shooting team in the league is? No, I don't. The Los Angeles Clippers at 41% for the season going against the Dallas Mavericks. And ladies and gentlemen, the Dallas Mavericks led by Luka Doncic, Ochimpriatna, the Eastern European monster himself. I know, but (laughs) I can just, I can speak Russian and then say Eastern Europe. Nobody knows. (laughs) Nobody listens to this. that speaks Russian. Uh, Big in Russia. We're big in Russia. Huge, huge. (laughs) Leads the team, leads the Dallas Mavericks to a win over the Los Angeles Clippers. This is interesting to me because it almost feels like what we were just talking about last year with Denver and the Clippers. It almost feels like a redo, if you will. (laughs) Um, Because Luka went off. The Clippers had no answer. 
this uh what, what what did you take i mean other than Kawhi leonard looked like a monster but other than that <laughs> what did you take away from this um i take away that i have a lot of conversation with my brothers let me start off by saying that especially about sports uh me and one of my brothers were having a conversation prior to this game starting and we both agreed that let's not forget last year dallas what took the clippers to six yep and that was only because Kristaps Porzingis didn't play, I believe, the last two games. So we were talking and we were saying, if Kristaps is able to be on the floor for the entire series, we think Dallas could beat the Clippers and the Clippers would look like idiots for tanking those last two games against the Rockets and the Thunder to try to avoid the Lakers and then end up with this uh, on their doorstep. Um, Luca is a transcendent player. Luca has improved his three-point shooting. Um, and like Memphis, Dallas has so much length. Kristoff yeah. is six three. He's not even the center. <laughs> seven three. Seven. I said six three. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he's seven three. He's not the center. Maxi Keebler is, and he got whammed on by Kawhi Leonard. Oh my God. That's um, that steal to that dunk. That was insane. I just wanted to point this out too. Tim Hardaway Jr. had 21 points, and Dorian Finney-Smith had 18. And Kristaps, who you would think is almost the number two as far as an offensive uh, threat, only had 14. But the fact that he's healthy and playing, yeah, that makes a means difference. a lot because yeah. he's he has not been healthy in the playoffs. Being on the floor, ever. having to attribute for that body, yeah, and then having to defensively play against that because he's still a good defensive player as well. So he just causes mm-hmm. mismatches all over the court. Yeah, absolutely. So I think Dallas takes this series, and that's only because Dallas is my team in the West. Everybody knows that. Again, I repeat, Brennan has no actual team, so he knows nothing about heartbreak except that the Jags. Uh, well, yeah, I was going to say, what are you talking about? We lost to the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl. I know all about heartbreak. But you didn't You didn't think you were going to win that game <laughs> in your heart of hearts. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> now we got Trevor Lawrence. But we're not talking football, not until... The end of this, we're moving on to the NHL. Here we go. Um, Joe, not sure if you realize this. NHL playoffs have begun. Teams are already getting bounced. Sweeps are in session. Ooh. What is happening? What is happening? A lot is happening. Let's not talk about the central. Um, so <laughs> out west, uh, our ex-producer, Colorado Avalanche, uh, Dean was the first person. Dean, I meant you every time you tweet at us now. Um, Dean was the first to congratulate our ex-producer on the Avs sweeping the Blues and moving on. First team to clinch. Uh, and there was another sweep out east. Uh, the Boston Bruins beat the number two. Not a sweep. Capita- oh, sorry, 4-1. You're right. You're right. Yep. Uh, they beat the Capitals to move on. That's what you get, Tom Wilson. <laughs> yeah, we've got a bunch of um, pretty awesome games uh, coming up. I know a few of the t- series are tied. Uh, the Hurricanes, um, uh, the Penguins, Penguins and the, the Islanders. Yeah, the Predators. I was looking at the... I was like, who the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Preds. Um, oh, man. But obviously, Winnipeg is probably going to sweep... Um, no, you mean the Oilers up? are going to sweep Winnipeg. Yeah, the Winnipeg Oilers. <laughs> oh, shit. Winnipeg Jets are up on the Oilers? I didn't realize that. 
Yeah. I've not been paying attention to the North at I know. All, all year long. Do you like I'm how sorry. I said the Winnipeg Oilers? Yeah, yeah the Winnipeg I was like, Jets wait a second, what? Are like, up what are on the Oilers. Winnipeg? <laughs> Winnipeg leads that 3-0. That might be another sweep. But wow. let's get to the real meat and potatoes. The reason why people listen to this podcast, shout yes, out to for Karen. Us to talk about Vegas and the Wild. Scott by Scott's <laughs> Vegas Knights are up 3-1 on the Wild. Um, And then it's going to be a brawl between the Avs and the Knights. Um. And we can see what really goes down in the West because, you know, whoever comes out of the West may make their way into the Stanley Cup final. Tampa Bay leads 3-1 over the Islanders, Florida Panthers. The Islanders, everyone, very aware they're the fourth seed. Everyone's a, bit, this entire season. everyone's a bit confused that the Islanders. Uh, Stephen Samkos gets hurt every year, so it's not surprising that he was uh, not trots, playing. Trots, trots, trots. 3-1. That <laughs> game is, I believe, tonight. Buzzing right now. <laughs> uh, I was not able to put the broom up penguins. behind my screen because we didn't sweep, but <laughs> it's going to be a great game. We'll see what happens. And it's so funny that the Panthers are actually technically seated higher than we are because this is domination station. Choo choo. Look, uh, when, when, you, when you get around to stashing players all I year long. I knew I'd get you to talk about it. <laughs> We stash one player. When you get to stashing players all year long, just waiting in limbo, uh, that has that's a loophole that has to be fixed. uh, Nikita Kucherov coming in hard. Unacceptable. I do not stand for this. Um, I do not skate for this. I am not a fan (laughs) of these uh, 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 tactics used by the the Tampa Bay Lightning to uh, sully the game. Sully the Stanley Cup. I'll be the bad guy here. Sully the regular season. Everyone is in disarray. Up in arms. This is us. Do you want to get your opinion on the um, Boston uh, Washington series? Did you see Ovechkin's meltdown? No. So, long story short, there was a defensive lapse. Uh, Boston scored, ended up winning that game. And I think that was either the game that clinched it or the game right before. And Ovechkin like snapped because obviously he doesn't like to lose, but like broke his stick, was like screaming at his teammates and stuff. And that got me to thinking, because we saw it with Jordan too, where he would be really tough on guys. What is your opinion when it comes to athletics? Because I've heard two different schools of thought. There's the, hey, no rah-rah shit. Like, let's just go do our job. And then there's the like passionate, like you find whatever you got to find and reach down deep and let's (laughs) do it. So like when it comes to other athletes, like captains of teams and Unlike stuff, myself, yes. What? No, but what do you think? What do you think is a better approach? The Ovechkin style model, the Tom Brady model, the Jordan model, or like a um, kind of chill, like let's just go out and do our job sort of. Um, for me personally, I like. I don't, I don't I know. know it's two, it's twofold. It's twofold. Um, as a viewer, I, I love. I love the passionate guy, but I also like the quiet guy. I mean, it it all depends on the team, honestly. Yeah. It depends on the team and what the team needs. I feel like um, those people who are do the rah-rah and their teams are great, that team probably wouldn't be great without the guy doing all the rah-rah. Um, and vice versa, the team that has the stoic, quiet leader, that team probably would crumble if they had the guy doing all the rah-rah. Yeah. <laughs> Episode the rah rah. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Um, because like yeah, you see, so like if Joker you, and Kawhi, and they're very quiet. That's what and I was going to say. People that's like who Luka I was thinking of. Fucking instantly. scream constantly. Yeah, I was thinking of the Joker. Uh, that team moves because he's the quiet, stoic guy who allows everyone else to have a voice, basically. Um, whereas I don't think the Bucks would be good with a quarterback not named Tom Brady right now. Uh, yeah, and he's yeah. I guess out it really just depends on what you fucking need. face. So. And that's the big problem when um, it comes to sports and politics, I think, is that multiple things can be true for the same what like for the same there? topic. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. So that's why these arguments happen, because like you and I have gotten into a few disagreements, we'll call them. And we literally just go in circles because it's like you can come up with examples and I can come up with examples. And sometimes you're right. And sometimes I'm right. Just Most depends the on the I'm team. Right. Most of the time. And right. we just go in circles and circles and circles. So. I, I just when Ovechkin did that, I was just, obviously everyone knows Ovechkin's nobody to fuck with, and he takes it super yeah. serious, and he's a crazy KGB officer playing yeah, hockey. Yeah, I was say he has to go back to but, Russia and answer for everything. So yeah, that, that's what it is. You know what? But really, it just got me thinking know, about that. Look, I'm I'm this show's conspiracy theorist. You want to know why he was mad? Why? He was put here by Putin to spy on us, and now that the season's <laughs> over, he can no longer get intel. And Putin, he's not, he knows Putin's. That's why he plays happy. for Washington. That's why Duh. he plays for Washington. Obviously. So now he Obviously. can no longer get any intel. And Putin's going to be you like, shit, I gave you one job, folks. man. Jesus yeah. H. All so. right, let's move on. NFL. So we only dun, have dun, a couple dun, things. Dun, 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 he was ready, folks. I called him he was still ready. Um, I don't understand why you put the second thing in the rundown, but let's talk trades first. What it has you? been. Oh, leaked. you don't know why I put that? Okay, cool. No, I haven't. I don't know what happened, but it's been leaked. Uh, there are rumors floating around that the Boston Patriots, the New England Patriots, fucking fucking Boston, dude. We're trading for Julio Boston, Jones, bro. Boston. We're going to give him a fucking third round pick. Maybe a couple Patriots. other pieces like Nikhil Harry, though. Boston let's get Julio Patriots. Jones in here. Boston Patriots. They used to be the Boston Patriots. Um, hmm. Hmm. I don't think this is going to happen. I honestly think Atlanta's trying to keep Julio. Uh, yes, obviously Atlanta wants to keep Julio. But did you see why who uh, the Patriots have leapfrogged into like the top of these discussions? No, what happened? Julio says he wants to play with Cam. Get the fuck out of here. Julio said that? Julio. Well, the reports and in New England. Yeah, reports are a source. Oh yeah, yeah. Put your he name wants on to go it, to folks. New England because of Cam Newton, and I Cam just, Newton's not even going to start. I, I, that's the first thing I thought about was Brennan's like Mac Jones is going to start the season. Mac Jones is going to start the season. He's not going to start the season. I don't Brennan. like how that high pitched voice you just did. I mean, so close, so accurate. <laughs> He's not starting the season, um, and that's why people want to go to New England now. They like Cam. Cam everybody is, loves Cam. Cam is a except that one fifteen year old at the the camp. Other than that, everybody yeah, loves Cam. Very odd, very odd, very weird decision by that kid. God, um, I can't believe he's the one who suggested the trade. Yeah, very funny, very funny. I, I instantly thought about you as I saw the reports pour in. I was like, and this is why Cam Newton plays the games. All right, all right. What happened with this animal situation? All right, so I'm shocked you didn't hear this story. So. Um, are you aware of Man Campbell? No. Man oh, Campbell? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Head coach of the Detroit Lions. Yeah, yeah. That took he me was, a second. He uh, was being interviewed by the Barstool guys. Um, part oh, of my God. take. Shout out to PFT and uh, 
Big, big dog, big cat, big dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in that interview, Man Campbell revealed that he wants a pet lion to be with yeah. him at practice. The fuck out of so here. that you know, if some guys are slacking off, just walk the lion over there, scare them, get them doing everything good. Um, he wants the lion to shit. On the practice field, I don't know why. Very, very odd. Yeah, he um, wants the he wants to get that manure going. I don't even. It's not even a, a it's, it's real a, field. It's, it's a turf a, field. I know. It's, it's I've weird. played on it. Um, Brennan again dropping a plate on it. Uh, so I was wondering, what was the animal? What is the animal of a team or a mascot? Let's say a mascot of a team that you would most like to see at a practice. That I'd want to see at a practice. That you'd want oh. to see. God, dude, do you have yours? Go with or yours not first. I want to see. Um, mine is jokey. I want to go second. Okay. Uh, the the mascot I'd probably want to see. Um, actually, to be honest with you, we go to the Jacksonville Zoo a lot. Um, they've <laughs> got a bunch of jaguars there. The jaguar is pretty fucking cool. It's normally sleeping all the time, but if you go there, especially when they do the night, the night light, the night of lights or whatever, and you mm-hmm. go there at night because jaguars are nocturnal, those things are fucking. It's crazy to see a Leave six to go Homer, six hundred pound animal jump doing like a show with Bill Plash twelve feet happening? in the air. <laughs> it's jaguars are awesome, and also shout out to the troops. Let's pander a little bit. I fucking love to be oh on the field with a patriot, God. dude, because I'm a patriot, no, and I think I don't want to be on the field with a white man with a gun. Hey, that's what you're saying, Joe, but I'm a patriot around here, dude. Um, I would like to see a dolphin. Like just on the grass dying? <laughs> no tank. Just dolphin. Just <laughs> with a helmet on. Like uh the like the old school logo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just see what he has, you know? They say they're intelligent. See see what he can do. See if yeah. he has any maneuvers. Maneuvers in the tank. Maneuvers. We're gonna let's. We'll be in the tank. <laughs> Don't at me. All right. Look at Brennan, Mister Scared of Peta. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, no. I I just want to see what the dolphin has, what he can do on the field, what uh, what intangible he brings to the field, and um, yeah, intelligent. See, He's intelligent. Quick yeah, in the Super intelligent. Uh, see if he can read a defense. Uh, oh, see man. if he can look off the safeties. You are kidding. You you did go jokey with this. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Let's right. get into it. Quick hit! You'll be surprised how quick. And- quick! Name hits. Quick hit. Quick hits, baby! First one. We're gonna talk about Phil Mickelson, lefty. Lefty, good old lefty. Now, a couple things I did want to say. Um, so Phil is the oldest player to win uh, the PGA Championship at 50 years old. I'm just because this is a quick hit. I'm going to go quick. So I honestly thought 100% serious. I thought Saturday going into Saturday, Phil was leading and I thought he's going to fall apart. Phil falls apart. That's kind of his rap. That's kind of what happens to him. I thought Saturday going into Sunday, something was going to happen. Phil was going to lose a few strokes. Brooks Kepka was going to come back and get a gain a couple strokes. Um, Louis Oosthuizen, who I really like, was playing really well. I honestly was hoping either him or Kepka could overtake it. On that name. But thank you. Uh, but um, that didn't happen. Phil went totally anti-Phil and played, kept maintained his lead. Didn't play awesome on Sunday, but didn't have to because nobody else played <laughs> great. 
So it was really cool to see um, the fact that he is uh, 50 years old and still doing it. Makes you think maybe Tiger Woods is going to try and jump back in here. I did just want to mention quickly, um, best round on Sunday came from uh, Abraham Answer, which we talked about before. Uh, yeah. yeah, shot a 65. I think wow. I talked about him last week because he finished second or third, but uh, mm. shot a 65 on Sunday, mm. which is insane because Phil shot a 73. Yeah, so I was, was able to talk to the leaderboard all shooting over par. 73, 73, 74, and then Patty <laughs> Harrington at the 69, and then uh, Shane Lowry at the 69. But that's crazy to me that Phil was able to hang on because he has a rap of constantly, if I can quote the replacements, pissing it all down the track again. Uh, yeah. So it was good to see. Uh, the only thing, because Brendan ate all the time there. Um, yeah, it's a oh, golf topic. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was cool after, uh, especially because Lefty has uh, gone on to being the championship sore, which is the, is it 50 and over? Just older golfers at that point. Um, it's, I think it's 50 or 55. Yeah, it's 50 if he's it's, in I it. think it's 50 and over, yeah, if he's there. Um, but yeah, he won two two uh, events on the champion store prior to getting this one. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, he hasn't done anything at any other event or major this year, but he got those two on the champ on the senior tour. It's all, all often called as well. Um, and then to grab this where no one expected it at all. Uh, yeah, it came out of nowhere. And I honestly thought, I thought it was the worst thing. I don't for him. think he was even, was he even top no. to leaderboard. Yeah. Nope. And I thought it was the worst thing in the world for him on Saturday that he was leading. Cause I was yeah. like, he, this is his rap. His rap is either he comes from behind on Sunday or he blows the lead yeah. on Saturday. Very so. Sergio Garcia of him to blow a oh, lead on Sunday. Look at you. Yeah. I don't know why look you just, you. Uh, this, uh, just push me aside. Unbelievable. Well, believe. let's get to your topic. Mm, well, I got a couple games I want to talk about in the WNBA, folks. Uh, the Atlanta hey, Dream uh, captured their first victory over the Indiana Fever, 83-79, and a very good game for Kennedy Almost Carter. like it was a fever dream. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, the Las Vegas Aces beat the Los Angeles Sparks. I think the Sparks have lost their Sparks since Candace Parker oh. left the team. And uh, Las Vegas avenged themselves from the last four games they lost to the Seattle Storm, beating them 96 to 80 uh, with Mark Davis in attendance, the new owner of the team. And the Seattle Storm were pushed to the brink against the Dallas Wings, the young upstart team that has done a lot well this year so far. Um, three picks in the top five. You're going to do in well. the top five. Look at you remembering things. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the Wings have played better than everyone anticipated this early in the season, but the Storm were able to take the win behind a Brianna Stewart epic performance of 36 and 11 points. Uh, sorry, 36 points, 11 boards. Um, and Julie, Jewel, Jewel, Lloyd, Jewel, Jewel Lloyd, I think it is. Yes, Jewel Lloyd also contributing 25 and eight boards there from the guard position. Wow. Don't know why I just had a spasm of sorts. But yeah, just having uh, a stroke mid show. Good, good week of games in the W. The W. Now, Brandon, this is a question I came up with last night while chatting with two people who are never going to listen to the show. Um, so I read a headline that Matt Kemp, Matt Wieters, uh, Homer Bailey, a bunch of guys who are not really even in baseball anymore are on the Olympic roster 
for the baseball for baseball at the Olympics. Should baseball be an Olympic sport? No. Thank you. Um, I'll elaborate. Oh, well, I, I, we didn't talk about this beforehand. We do match up on this. God, we match up on someone. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't think baseball. Well, it's not for baseball's fault. I think I think it is a fun game. There's a lot of different countries that play it, obviously. Um, but the reason I don't think it should be an Olympic sport is because it would then be in the Summer Olympics. The summer when baseball is in its season. <laughs> yeah. There's no point of having an Olympic where unless they're going to do like hockey would do back in the day. And they, I don't think they've done in the past. Uh, I think the last Olympics, they forbade, forbode their players from leaving mid the having a Olympic break. But unless You're they're right. going to have some type of Olympic break in the middle of the baseball season where players will go join their respective countries it's it's foolish. Just do the World Baseball Classic like they've been doing. I think that's where a lot of the groundswell. That's came exactly from. what I was thinking. Was yeah. just stick to the World Baseball Classic. I think like, that's where a lot we... of the groundswell came from because that had uh, done so well the last time around. But no, it, unless you, unless the best players are going to play in it, 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 you have to either do it like hockey did, where either the best players are going to take a break from the league, go play in it, and then come back. Or do it like soccer does where you have an age cap um, for the men's where it's, I believe, under it's your best players under 23 or something. So a bunch of guys in the minors um, will get the opportunity to go do it. But yeah, no, it It is bizarre what qualifies it as an Olympic sport because like basketball and hockey are Olympic sports, but baseball and I just I don't think baseball should be an Olympic sport. Um, I'm not. Here to say what should and shouldn't be. I mean, break dancing is going to be an Olympic sport this yeah. year. So uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't fucking know. Remember the, in the old days? Gone, yeah, just, I would say the Olympics have gone away from just the track. And, I mean, I'm here for the track and field and the swimming. Yeah, track and field. Um, swimming is good. I like archery just because I like people shooting shit. Never watched one archery tournament. Gymnastics. <laughs> love gymnastics. The, gymnastics. Everybody yeah. loves gymnastics. I have a Biles former. Did something I have a that former no has um, done before this weekend. Gymnast Olympian that is a regular at my restaurant. Ooh. I won't shout her out because I don't know if she wants that out there, but shouts mm. out. We'll talk about that off the air. Um, but yeah, it's it's that's bizarre. I that's bananas. Anyway, moving on. That's the quick hits. We're going to the walk offs. Welcome to the big leagues. Joe, yeah, you're looking around like something has gone terribly wrong. I don't know where I put my phone. <laughs> oh, hold on, find my phone. Vamp. So, if you're new to the show, the walk off portion will be where we give you a short essay about what we, um, I don't know, deem worthy. Not even worthy, but something that's been kind of stuck in our craw, something that's kind of bothering us. Um, and so, yeah. Normally, sometimes they're short, sometimes they're longer, but neither of us talk. We can discuss it at the end of the walk off, but I hosted, so I'll go last. Plus, I'm going to cry in mine, so I'm definitely going last. Joe, you're up. I was sitting. I was sitting on my phone. I wasn't going to say it, but. (laughs) Uh, So my bread and shut up, please, please, please shut up. Um, My walk off this week is entitled A Good Season Lost. As we discussed last week, Fulham is going back down to the Champions League relegation homes. 
This was a weird season, and I think this season was lost early as a casualty of the pandemic. In 2018, when Fulham were last promoted, their last game was May 26th, and the Premier League started August 11th. That gave them more than two months to whip the team into shape, bringing transfers and loanies to be be at full strength at the start of the season. This time around, because of COVID, the final game of the Champions League was August 4th, and the Premier League started September 12th. By far, less time to bring in players and implement a system after just playing a cup final. In our first three games, we gave up 10 goals. It wasn't until game eight of the season that we brought in Yoki Anderson to solidify our back line because the transfer window was such a mess. This was a season where we beat Leicester, who finished number five. We tied one game and then beat Liverpool, who ended up being third, drew with Tottenham, and won at Goodison Park for the first time in 50 years. Those were the highlights. And at the start of the season, if you told me this then, I would tell you we'd stay up with these results. But after then, sorry, but around Christmas, there was an outbreak amongst the team. And as Fulham is very secretive about players' fitness, we can only speculate who was infected. But some players never saw the pitch again, and some players that we did see in the first team were just never the same. In all, it was a very Fulhamish season, high highs and soul-crushing lows that drives one mad enough to contemplate taking a swim in the River Thames. Boom. My man. I can't believe they got relegated. That's so upsetting. It's upsetting. We had such a Relegation, Holmes. Had such a good side this year. I didn't realize those stats until you threw them out there, how they um, beat and drew with some of those teams. Yep. Yep. I forgot to even put, um, we drew with Man United a couple days ago, too. Really? We finished, like, what, I want to say second or third in the league. Second, obviously, because Liverpool's third. So, yeah, 1-1 game, Joe Bryant coming back onto the pitch and getting a goal reminiscent of the final cup final but yeah no i i think i think we were just real not railroaded because i mean everybody had the same schedule but yeah particularly because we were in the final final game of the prior season because we were in the cup final and then we had to immediately turn around so players got if they got a break it was one week versus the one month that they're used to getting uh and then right back at it against completely better competition and yeah those first eight games we just got demolished we're just climbing out of a hole from then on but yeah once you're down that much it's hard to get back out of it yeah i mean we still had opportunities but you know i don't want to get into it we we, all right we, we won't get into it fucking austin villa game goddamn <laughs> my turn Yo, shout out leads game Wolves game. All right, <clears throat> Newcastle game where they gave them oh that my fucking God. red card as a lead. Oh, some, sorry, sorry. Shut up. I thought I muted myself. All right, my uh, walk off this week is entitled "The Immortal Rainbow Warrior." In older civilized cultures, it is said that the path to immortality is not a complicated one, but enduring. 
It was believed that through doing great things, your legacy, your name would never be forgotten. And in being remembered forever, your true spirit would never die, thus gaining you immortality. This is through the prism of life and death. I remember Colt Brennan. This name might not ring any bells for most of the country, but there are a cluster of islands to the southwest of the continental United States where this name will never die. Hawaii. Colt Brennan is partly responsible for putting the University of Hawaii's football program on the map in the mid-2000s. He passed for more than 4,000 yards three times, including 5,549 yards in 2006. That season, he set the single-season record for touchdown passes with 58, later passed only by Joe Burrow. Brennan was a two-time Heisman finalist, and the Rainbow Warriors went 12-0 in his 2007 campaign. He received a 27-second standing ovation at his graduation ceremony. The person giving the commencement speech even wore a number 15 Brennan jersey during the ceremony. The future could not have looked any brighter for Colt, but as is the case in any tragedy, fate stepped in. With the slight of being a system quarterback and not having the most stereotypical measurables at the position, Colt fell to the sixth round of the 2008 NFL Draft. Unfortunately, Injuries plagued his rookie season, and he was released. Colt was not picked up on waivers, nor given another opportunity, and thus his dream of the NFL was gone. Just like that. Undeterred to play professional football, Colt bounced around different arena leagues in the Canadian League, but never caught on. Maybe the scouts were right. But one fact that remains is that the name Colt Brennan is synonymous with football in Hawaii. No matter the rest of his story, he has already gained the old ideal of immortality because there are a group of people who always will remember the name Colt Brennan. In 2010, Brennan was involved in a horrific car accident that left him hospitalized for weeks, including a seven-day coma. He later spoke of his injuries, saying, all I know is I woke up six, seven days later, and I was, and still am, a different person. I suffered minor TBI, which is traumatic brain injury. I have a small scar, you know, on my brain but it's in an area that makes you impulsive and emotional. I've learned, I've had to learn to how to control that end quote in the coming years. It would be the cause of mounting legal and addiction issues. This is something that resonates with me because in the first six years after rehab and coming in and out of sobriety, a very serious discussion emerged between myself and longtime sober people. That was maybe with all of your brain issues and mental health problems, you can't, you just can't get sober. You want to, you even try to, but maybe the part of your brain that helps keep you sober is just broken, which terrified me and still haunts me presently. I was fortunate to have a last drunk story and to be able to share my experience with other men that have gone down similar paths, but Colt will not. This is the part where I cry. (laughs) On May 10th, 2021, Colt Breaded was found dead. excuse me, was found unconscious in a hotel room after ingesting fentanyl. He was hospitalized in Newport Beach, California and died the following day at 37. Colt had been living in a sober living environment, but was taken to the hospital that Sunday by his father who said, I could tell he was not well and needed help. Brennan was later released from the detox center because they had no beds available. This was hours before ingesting the fentanyl, which later killed him. This is a tragedy that hits very close to home for me. While I was obviously not a player, not the player Colt was, nor am I immortal in any sense of the word, I too was on a on the precipice of death for a condition I thought I would never overcome. Why 
While Colt Brennan's body is gone, his spirit will live on forever, making him an immortal rainbow warrior. That's it. I was waiting for more tears. Nah, man. It always gets me when I talk about this stuff. That but was I wanted good. to talk about it because, like, dude, I don't know if you remember because you're a little younger than me, but whoa, when whoa, he was whoa, playing whoa. at Hawaii. No, I'm saying when he was playing at Hawaii and he had those, like, stupid numbers, like, they were putting, like, 60 on people. Brennan, I don't know if you know, but I thought the Dolphins should have picked Colt Brennan in the first round after he had that 5,833-yard 5, season. I don't know if you said it in your walk-off because I got the news. That yeah, 5,548 yards. Five, that was 583. Oh, well, that I, I think that was before the bowl game. Okay, okay, okay. Um, because they lost. Yeah, I got got after the bowl game. Boom, boom, boom. But um, But yeah, it was insane. As I was breaking, Spencer and I will be starting in the creases for the Panthers tonight. Young man who rookie year, twenty years old. Um, hopefully that will be the thing that propels us because Bob and Drew have not been able to stop you guys whatsoever. Um, but yeah, no. Um. Me and you talked about this, uh, and I mean, he was the shout out at the end of last week. Um, I read the story, and yeah, it was it was devastating. Uh, one of the first names that is synonymous with college football to me, outside of the University of Miami, is Cole Brennan. Um, yeah, yeah, so. I completely agree. It's crazy too because it was almost one of those things where, I mean, it's a it's a running joke, not even a joke. It's just a running theme in my head because I, you know, it's this idea of like living on forever and your legacy and all that kind of stuff that we hear from the talking head shows and stuff. And then to like, this dude was, was the university of Hawaii football. Like I didn't even know Hawaii had a football team, except the fact that FAU played them like in the early, early two thousands. But that's the only reason I knew because we played in the Hawaii bowl. But it or Every not the Hawaii Bowl. We, Every time he brings it back to I'm sorry. To <laughs> but my timeline is wrong. We didn't play in the Hawaii Bowl. We played against Hawaii before we moved up to Division One, you know. Oh really? Whatever. Uh yeah. And that's actually that win was what got us to get moved up because they oh. were a D one school. But um yeah, so I didn't even other than that, I had no idea that there was football in Hawaii. And then Colt Brennan came around and was just destroying teams with 60 some odd points and stuff even put i think like 48 on georgia even though they lost that sugar bowl but still like like racked up against an sec defense like so it was just sad because i know if anybody listens to my other show hears it but just this weird thing that life is like he was at a detail he was there he was at the place and then they let him go and then his dad even Terry Brennan said, uh, you know, I don't know if he got an Uber. He didn't call us, but I don't know. He just was gone. And then mm. he was partying in a hotel room and died. So anyway, moving on. Press conference. Yeah, I was just, the last thing I was going to say was Cole also was a big fan of uh, Sean Taylor. When Sean Taylor passed, him and his teammates uh, put 26 on the back of their helmets in honor of Sean Taylor. So, yeah, there was a also a UM connection there. So RIP yeah. Cole Brennan. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. Despite that walk-off, I am also, I also do comedy. (laughs) What? You 
Yeah. Check out my website. Huge announcement. The Farewell to Florida tour happening all of June. Got about 18 shows booked all around the state. Check out my website, brennantcomedy.com, to find Won't all those back dates. Until he's a headliner. Tell him a headliner. Not coming back to Florida. Tell him headliner. Back in 2025. Check out my website. Also, got the merch store up and running. Huge shout out to Joe Dorville for helping me with that. Uh, t- talking me off a ledge. <laughs> but uh, merch store is up and running. Follow me on all social media at Brennan T Comedy. You can also check out my comedy podcast. Uh, Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy on all podcast platforms. I have guests on and we talk about drinking stories, getting in trouble stories, getting arrested stories. Yeah, all sorts last, of- week. last week I had the president of the after disaster, Whoa. Mr. Tyler White himself. Wow. Who you I have on recorded- this week? This week I have Courtney Olson, uh, oh. St. Augustine comedian. Definitely not the name uh, I thought was coming. <laughs> I do have Mike Carano's episode recorded. Uh, oh. That will be coming out in about two two weeks from when this drops. That'll come out. All right. I've got a, a few people that uh, were promoting some stuff, so that's time sensitive. I got to get those up. But uh, mm. yeah. Do they doing, know who Mike Carano is? Doing big things. Uh, mm, yeah, probably. <laughs> who doesn't know who Mike Carano is? Mike's anyway, Joe. Listen to this. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorval. You can check out my website, joedorval.com. You can check out my hip hop albums, TV and TV season two. Uh, under the moniker Headphone Joe, no O, no E. Check out my merch store on my website, jilldonald.com. Uh, I helped Brennan get his stuff up and running. Um, I'm taking full credit for that now. So now I want to percentage. Basically just by saying, <laughs> hey, did you, are you sure you tried this? <laughs> he called me in a huff and a panic. And, and I, you're like, it should work. And that's basically what he said. <laughs> And then I, I said was sounds like you did everything you needed to do, man. I don't know. Yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> and then I, I messaged with the company and they were just like, did you try to refresh the page? <laughs> and so I refreshed it and then it was there and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. good job. Good job. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, check out everything. A new low network related. Um, I don't know if I should mention the Vegas trip on here. <laughs> I mean, we did it on the big show. We did it on the big show. So oh, we, did you? Yeah, okay, we did yeah. it on the big show. So, um, if you are if you are vaccinated, let me start with did that you again. Him? If you are Brennan, so did yeah, you I'm, ever get I'm the Johnson Johnson? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I I'm fully vaxxed. Two Pfizer's, baby. Pfizer Club. Okay. Fuck I Moderna. I don't know how serious I have Moderna. I take a slight to that. Uh, I'll show this here. Um, and so little bonus for those motherfuckers that don't listen to the walk-offs here. Um, shit, the press conference. So I was having a conversation with Andy and as the conversation was coming Anderson to a close, Cowan, for those of you who don't yes, know, Anderson Cowell, who has been on the show as the conversation was coming to a close, I was like, Hey, one last thing. He was like, what? I was like, can you stop doing the Moderna thing? Cause I got Moderna. <laughs> I kind of, nah. I was like, I kind of feel it. He just started laughing. He was like, yeah, it's fine. I was like, no, nah, I'm fucking around. It's pretty funny. But I was like, I do kind of feel away. I do kind of feel away, buddy. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so gang, gang, straight Pfizer. What's up, kid? We're going to we're going to Vegas. If you want to chill and hang out and gamble and be degenerates with us, we'll be in Vegas. Yeah, they are all going to Vegas. July. They have to schedule the trip in the middle of July when I'm supposed to be moving to New York fucking city, assholes. Look, I I was trying to stop the moving train that I was in front of. I was like, guys, we might want to wait a little bit. And then that, that didn't get anybody's attention. I was like, Hey, I think Brennan's moving like in the middle of July and that no one. And so they were like, yeah, the 13th through the 15th. (laughs) 
<laughs> Stop the Elwood. Um, it's the 16th through the 19th. Uh, okay. Friday to Sunday. But um, yeah. And then, I mean, check out everything, a new little network. Also, we're celebrating our one year this week. A new Lois? Yeah, a new low officially. 52nd episode, 52 weeks in a Damn. year. Yeah, it's been one year since the pilot. What episode number are we on? Um, we're on 42, I believe. Almost there, baby. Ah, but we kind of, after disaster, and shot ourselves in the foot. We did a couple two day, two weeks. Oh, uh, we two did. Two times Son a week. Of a bitch. <laughs> so, but we started like the week before the NFL or the week of the NFL. So we'll always know when the one year is, basically. Yeah. Um, And I can go back and check the actual date. Um, but yeah, so go check. And me and Kyle are coming God, to a close on the first. <laughs> I'm going to make this as long as I can. Me and Kyle are coming to the close of the first season of Who Does a Podcast. Uh, Brendan has to pee, and I know that, so that's why I'm yep. logging this. Every week. Uh, Do this so. right after the gym. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, check out Adulo.co. Um Brennan, what do we do? This is why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout out. Sean Taylor. What's up, man? I haven't heard that name in a minute. Rest 26. Love you. You have been listening to the Anulo Podcast Network. We have four tremendous podcasts on our current roster. If you like the hit Broadway musical Hamilton, then you also might enjoy hearing the Ham Boys rank every song from the Hamilton soundtrack on Who Does a Podcast with hosts Headphone Joe and Kyle Loader. Get your sports talk radio fix with Cheers from the Press Box featuring Headphone Joe Dorville and stand-up comedian Brennan Tassif. Curious about how the brain works? Get your neuroscience knowledge with some laughs at Misbehavior Journal Club. This fortnightly science-slash-comedy podcast is where two lady researchers bring you the latest studies on behavior. It stars Amiel Moreno and Leah, a.k.a. Leah, or vice versa, Crevet. Finally, we have a new low. The podcast has started it all. This show features Farzad, Headphone Joe, Kyle Loader, L. Greg, and Scott by Scott. They discuss anything and everything depending on their moods or their level of sobriety at the time. Thank you for supporting the Anulo Network, and feel free to share your favorite episodes with friends and family. Thanks again, and goodbye.